Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello, and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Tori. And today is the first day of Christmas my true love brought to me. A non-con book for me. (laughs) Oh my god, don't... Hold on just a second for me. The cats are trying to kill kill each other upstairs. (laughs) What else is new? Well, when one is three times the size of the other one, and he belly flops on her... And she's already got a broken leg. Mm. Are you drinking water or wine? Uh, I, I've got both. <laughs> Good times. This is, this is just how much of um, an alcoholic uh, I am. I don't have regular cups for water. These, these are my water cups. Hey, it works. I, I, I have eight billion water cups that are i mean i have eight billion wine cups all different sizes all different shapes but they're all water cup they're all wine cups hey it it all serves the same purpose yeah <laughs> but i've got both i've got got my rosé and i got some coconut water excellent you gotta stay hydrated <laughs> so as nat so um what sort i want beautifully excitedly um <laughs> that's not the word that i'm thinking of but i can't think of find the right word so we'll go with excitedly said it is the first day of christmas it is the first day of christmas and we are going to be talking about his for christmas by sky warren a dark billionaire romance what did you think i really enjoyed it i did not think it was very dark I did not find it to be very dark either. No. I could see how some people would find it dark. And it definitely wasn't light, right? Like, it wasn't um, your standard Christmas romance. But, I mean, it was hot. I I enjoyed the crap out of this. Actually, it was honestly exactly what I wanted because it was a novella. It was short. So it was easy to get to because it got right into it. There wasn't a lot of buildup. Right. Um, and what I really enjoyed about this book was um, the heroine was technically the bad person, right? Because she was um, she was a she was in, starts off she was in prison, right? Ex con. Yeah, she was. It's it's just interesting because usually the the her- hero is the the prisoner or the con or the ex con. Um, it's not usually the the female character, although of course she was wrongfully imprisoned and she was underage when this happened i didn't understand that because i think she was like what 15 yeah so she should have went to juvie Juvie. i guess yeah unless this it was some kind of serious crime that she was tried as an adult and that didn't that wasn't the case it was just possession right it was just possession with the intent to distribute or something like that yeah because she had her boyfriend's drugs yeah, look, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know anything about these things. And I guess for romance reasons, this is just what needed to happen. So, But I can understand the confusion between what she should declare and what she shouldn't. Yes. Because she lied about it on her application to get the job. Mm-hmm. But because it was a juvenile thing or a misdemeanor or whatever it was, it wasn't a felony that she had to declare. Yeah. There were some legalities that I didn't We're we need a lawyer and we're we're not a lawyer, so <laughs> we don't know these things. What we can tell you is that because her dad her dad was horrible 
And from what we, I, I really wanted uh, dad justice at the end. Like I wanted the billionaire to like do something to the dad, which didn't happen. But maybe because it was a novella, they didn't have time for it. Yeah. Um, I feel like if it was a full novel, we would have gotten that. I think so. But we didn't. And I was, I was missing it. <laughs> so I guess I'm just like so programmed. <laughs> like, oh, like, because they kept going back to like how horrible the, bad, the dad was. And he was like, you know, a, I guess like a pedophile, right? Like he was lusting after his daughter and wanted to touch her and do all this other stuff to her. Well, I don't know that it was actually... I was under the impression that he actually abused her. I think, I don't think he did. I think he was going to. I She left before it could happen. Okay. I thought she left because it happened. So I, I, I'm wrong. That's rare, but it, it happens. I, I don't know. Either way. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, you, you said you were quite sick when you read this book. So you just yeah, I was. It's been a, it's been a rough. I was with plague monkeys during my holiday and these little carrier monkeys that carry the plague wanted to hang all over me. And of course, one of them was sick just before I left. So I had just enough time to get home and it to germinate before it. Surprise. I live with those things. So I don't have much sympathy for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yes, but I chose not to have those. So Yeah, but you chose to visit them. Well, yeah, that there is that. Consent was given. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I have to tell you a funny story. Tangent number one. Okay. I was telling a story to Mr. Savage yesterday about how I was out getting lunch uh at work uh at a my one of my favorite like little places to eat a cafe and I was eating alone at a little table doing work like on my iPad while eating I was catching up on some paperwork for work and this um guy comes up to me and he's like hello are you are you eating by yourself and I was like yeah um you know I'm just catching up on some work he's like he said the weirdest, tell me if I'm weird, but like he said the weirdest phrase to me. He said, not would you mind like if I joined you or anything like that. He said, do you want me to eat with you? That's... Like, yeah. Like, it. Like it, I guess he was hitting on me, which I don't understand. I mean, I never understand when people hit on me. But, um... Because I wasn't like in my work outfit, which was like scrubs, and it was really gross out yesterday. So my hair was a mess. Like I had no makeup on. I just these shapeless scrubs, <laughs> and um, and yeah, like just the way he phrased it was so weird. And he was like, "I was like, no, I'm, I'm really, I was like, oh, that's very nice of you, but I'm, I'm eating. I'm, 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 I'm eating because, um, uh, like in here because I need to catch up on some work. So." I was like, and he was like very adamant about. He's like, no, but like I can eat with you. <laughs> and he was very um, dark romancy in a way, but also not dark romancy in a way because Miss Savage is like, well, at least he asks for your consent before just sitting at the table. So sorry that the consent sparked it in my brain, and I just had to go off. But that is a very weird way to say that, I... right? Like I think. Like I've I've had people ask to to sit with me before something like that or like if it's really busy or something like they say which this restaurant was not there was plenty of seats where he could have just sat at his own table, um you know if if it's really busy someone's like oh would you mind if I sit here or would you mind if I join you, not like do you want me to eat with you, <laughs> so such a weird phrase. Well, maybe he's like Tyson, and has been you know feral for the last. Four years. Yeah. I don't think so. That man was very well dressed to be <laughs> um <laughs> to be a anyway, it was just fine. And then he did sit like at a table right next to me, even though there were tables everywhere. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> um <laughs> and at that point, Mr. Savage pointed out that 
I should just wear my wedding ring when I'm in public instead of not wearing it. I think that's his hint of telling me that I should wear my ring. I think so. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel when I'm in my scrubs, I don't want to put my fancy ring on. It just looks weird. I think I should just buy one of those rubber ones or something. Because mm-hmm. if I'm in my scrubs, I feel kind of out of, like, like it doesn't go. And also, I'm not used to wearing. I don't like wearing things on my hands. Anyway, let's get back to the book. I ordered a a spinner ring Ooh. to see if that will help with my anxiety to give me something to fiddle with. That's cool. So I am very excited about getting that. Let me know how that works. Maybe I'll get one and wear it as my wedding ring. Because I have ADHD, so I feel like doing something. Something that you can with... play with. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. I just... <laughs> Mrs. Savage is in my brain today. You said that, and all I hear is, I'll give you something to play with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he would. Uh, I'm sure he would, too, but uh, ain't nobody got time for that today, because we got to talk about his for Christmas. (laughs) Let's go back to the book. Um, No, it was was a hot book. I really liked it. Um, It was... uh, I love the way Sky, like describes everything, is very beautifully written. Like yes, right. It's it's again going back to that Kristen Christine Fihan conversation where where it's actual like prose and like things are written out and you can see everything. For it to um, be so spicy, mm-hmm. I was surprised that it was as detailed and well written as it was. I think that's just her style because I have re- read one other book by her, which I talked about on our last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was it? Wonderlust about that trucker that kidnaps the young girl out of a, a motel room. Um, highly recommend <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode. But I think just her style and like I just all my highlights. I'm looking at a lot of my highlights. It's just the beautifully written words like um when she's when she wrote i was like the ocean pressing against the beach with every wave feeling rough sand sift through my slickness like that's beautiful it is it is so well well done and all she's saying is i'm wet But just the way she says it, like, and it's be- like you said, because it's so spicy, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought of it. But she writes a beautiful book, so I need to read more of hers. I this was my introduction to Sky, mm-hmm. yeah. So I am looking forward to seeing what else she has out there. She's got a decent amount of books. Uh, this is only my second book by her, and I loved it. So, but I really liked the first one too. Which I'm like, why didn't I just read more of her when I first read Wonderlust? I wonder what kind of like, I because when I find an author I like, my ADHD brain goes, we must read everything this author has written. My obsessive brain does the same thing. So I just rip through their backlog. So I don't know what the hell was going on with my brain when this happened because I loved Wonderlust. So I was like, man, why didn't I read more of it? But maybe I was going down another sort of ADHD bender. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, but so our heroine is down on her luck, as many heroines are in in these books. And it's Christmas time and she needs to find a job because she has no money and she has no family and she has pretty much no one. Um, and she goes to New York City, which... In hindsight, probably not the best idea because I'm like, it's the most expensive Expensive city. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I understand. And then she finds this temp job through this agency to work for this. What did they call him? They call him like a specific name. Uh, The big bad billionaire. Yes. The big bad. They called him the big bad. So... Um, and he's, you know, he's the he is the most dark romance type of alpha billionaire hero, right? He's 
got this empire he built and he's he all he does is work apparently <laughs> like nobody knows much about him but everyone's scared of him right um he's got a reputation and the Santa, so she's like her first day on the job, she goes in and the Santa standing outside collecting money is like, oh, you're going to work for the big bad. And you know it's bad when Santa. Yeah. <laughs> when Santa accuses him of being bad. He's on a naughty list. Yeah. Did you did you think that was the real Santa? Possibly. I don't think it occurred to me that it was the real Santa. Because I'm only saying this because he's the one who f- helped them get out of that elevator after the building was locked up. That's right. And I think Mr. Thompson even says the big bat. He goes, "How did how did he get in? Right? Like, because everything was locked up." And she was like, "Oh, that's true." But that's when I was like, "Oh, it's the real Santa magic." <laughs> um. But, you know, she gets this job and uh, she's, this one is not too stupid to live. This is a not too stupid to live heroine, which I really appreciate it. Yes. But she is too curious to live. Yes. <laughs> she, if she were a cat, she would be dead. Yes, because she. Nine lives are not enough. No. She walks into his office. No one's there. That's the whole thing. She's on this floor and it's empty. <laughs> No one is on this floor besides her and, well, technically him, but he wasn't in. So she walks into his office to drop off a bunch of paperwork, and then she notices this beautiful pen and just needs to look at it. Who does that remind you of? Mm. (laughs) I don't know. Possibly my friend Tori. Who is also too curious to live. But that's fine. Curiosity is a gift. And so she's like bent over this desk with her tight, cute outfit on, her like pencil skirt and whatever else. And then she just feels people like someone like hands like on her hips and like doing a feel-up kind of situation. She's like, whoa, what's happening? But also I'm I'm okay with this. What's happening? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> she's very conflicted. But she's only conflic- conflicted that first time. After yeah. that, she's all for it. Like, even that first time, she's only conflicted a little bit. And then she's like, no, this feels great. I, wa- I want this. So this is like your per- the, um your perfect miscommunication kind of trope. Because he thinks... She it's it's an it's a Zoe Blake moment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're on the same page. He thinks she's sent by this agency that he hires these ladies out of to I don't know. He thought it was like this horrible thing that he did to to women, which is like you your your kink is to just make them come. Like that's not the worst thing. That is not a kink that I I would be ashamed of having. Right? It's not like, I mean, I can... But he, he does, he is a little rough. Yeah. And he, I guess when you're looking at, at 12 to 15 orgasms in one session, maybe that's a bit much. That's definitely too much. We've we've talked about my experiences before. We don't need to talk about them again. But I think that that was, I think that it was the rougher part that yeah. he... Because he wants, he wanted the, all of the control, and that was what he had the problem with. And yeah. so he thought the only way to find a willing person was to go through this agency where he's paying them mm-hmm. to let him be in control and make them come all the time. I mean, the other thing is I felt kind of bad for him because he kept like his own sexuality so tightly controlled yes right because he was afraid to let anybody touch him or to bring himself any sort of actual physical pleasure because as we found out his dad biological dad was a serial rapist and murderer and his mom was somebody that his dad um 
had kidnapped and like raped a bunch of times and was going to murder, but she ran away and, you know, she left with being pregnant with him and she decided to keep him. So he had a lot of guilt about that because he was scared. He was convinced that he was just like his dad because of what he his dad did. I thought it was really interesting that he was the one with the repression mm-hmm. instead of the girl. Because usually the female character is the one that is so tightly repressed and mm-hmm. needs to be pulled pulled out of. And, and whether he does that by taking control or by gently guiding her along the path, however it happens, she lets go and comes to own her own sexuality. And it was a nice flip-flop. Mm-hmm. On this one, I felt. I thought. No, it was it was beautifully done. I really really liked every aspect of this book. Like she really thought it all out because they were a perfect match, right? Like he liked to give orders, and to be in control and to have obedience, like immediately. And she had just come out of prison, where she says like all she did was follow directions. Like there's that one, that first time that they he was feeling her up and he said, turn around. And she said, I obeyed him because I understood what he wanted from me because the consequences of refusing him were so much worse. And because I'd been trained to follow orders for 18 months at the state correctional facility. Like it was ingrained in her. One of the reasons she was there working so late is because she wasn't, she wasn't used to planning her own day like she wasn't used to autonomy no yeah she she was told when to shower when to eat when to sleep when to do everything so when they let her out and she just you know had to decide like what she was doing herself she she was just working and like she didn't realize how long or how late she was there because she's just on like a zombie mode you know well and she didn't have anything to go home to True. Yes, very true. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And but yeah, his he his growth was was great for just that short amount of space that she had to write him, right? Mm-hmm. To go from um I'm a monster because he felt really bad when he when he found out that, that she was not the escort. Yeah, he felt horrible. And he he was ready to turn himself in. That took me by surprise. Really? At the time, it took me by surprise. Once you find out about his father Mm. and his issues, it made sense. Yeah. But the, okay, you can call the police now. Um, I will leave you alone. I'll just go elsewhere on the floor so they know where to find me. That kind of came from out of nowhere for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had any heroes that really, like, ex- not accept, but um, hop to, like, what they did. Like, none of the heroes beforehand. Like, he says, um, she says, it sounds like you want me to call the cops on you. Exactly. Miss Cole. Um but why would I call the cops on you? Because I raped you. <laughs> like, we've never had a hero said say I raped you. I haven't, I don't think I've ever read that before. I have read heroes who have certainly done that. But no heroes have verbally said it afterwards. Yeah. All the heroes we've read so far were like, you're mine to do with as I want. You're mine. I I didn't I didn't do this to you because like for that to happen you need to be your own person and you're not your own person because you're mine yeah so it was it was really strange for me to read that but not in a bad way um it's just um it was interesting it's a really interesting book for especially for like I said being a novella it put a lot of work into being a novella well this was very different in a lot of ways from most of what we read Mm -hmm. yeah not only in the 
where it falls on the dark and light scale. But just in general, there were so many things that were out of the ordinary. Um, you can tell that, that Sky is not one of the authors that we have spent a lot of time focusing on. No. Yeah. Because the heroine did a lot of the chasing, kind of. Like, not that she did it on purpose. Like, she didn't go outright and say, like, oh, I want to be with you. But she did a lot of the pursuing, especially the physical relationship. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, when she started, like, touching him in the elevator because he couldn't leave. <laughs> That's something the hero usually does for us. Yeah. Right? Another thing, like this was, this wasn't a slow burn in this any way. This was a fast burn. I mean, it was like immediate. Yes. But you had to wait for them to actually have sex. Mm -hmm. They didn't have sex until the elevator, which was almost the end of the book. I know. So it was just a lot of him getting her off, which was perfect. I loved it. <laughs> not a complaint. No, nah, not at all. <laughs> Um, and the whole book only takes place in like two weeks. Yeah, it was a real short time frame. It's like two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was really, it was really hot. And like, he was obsessed with her, which you could tell immediately, which I loved. And when he said to her, I can see you in the dark. Because she said something like, oh, like, oh, I don't think you ever want to see me again, right? Like, like, you know, he's like, no, that's where you're wrong. I can see you in the dark. I can see you with my eyes closed. I see you in my dreams. And I can't seem to stop seeing you. And I was like, oh, dang. swoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why doesn't Mr. Savage say anything sexy to me? Do you want to know Mr. Klein's version of sexy? Sure. Make me feel better. Sex now? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, at least you get words. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get words. I just sometimes, get... Sometimes he'll go, you know, one dick. <laughs> so I'm not sure that words are really the the best choice for him. Mr. Savage just comes over and just starts. Like, there's no, like, hey... You feeling like it? Like, it's just like a, and he pretends that it's like a funny feel up. And I'm like, I know, I know exactly where you're going with this, buddy. Like, or he'll <laughs> just stare at me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is it? That's, I have figured out what we should do for the new year. What's that? We need to seriously think about writing a how to be a dark book boyfriend. <sighs> well, I mean, Yes. And I guess in a way, Mr. Savage is in, in, in that kind of little bit of category. Not much, right? Because he'll just come over and just start taking my clothes off. But not in like a hot, dark romance book boyfriend way. In like a, a giggly, funny, I'm going to tickle you kind of way. You know, like it's like if he just came came over here and like started taking my clothes off in a hot way or like ripping my clothes the way they do. I would be all about that. Right? Um, but we've gone. Mr. Klein doesn't do that either, though. No. It's fine. I mean, look, unfortunately, our men like consent. Yes. Which, understandable. Because they're nice people. Oh. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, we should definitely write a book. I think... Even if it's just like a funny book, I think we should do it. I've never published a book. How about we do it together? I'll be on New Year's resolution, publish a book together. <laughs> Trigger warning romance guide to dark romance book. Trigger warning romance guide on how to be a dark romance book boyfriend. It could work. It might be a good seller. Would you guys buy it? <laughs> Trigger tribe, let us know if you want a dark romance book boyfriend guide. The how-to manual. How to train your boyfriend to be a book boyfriend the only problem is like we're gonna get on here and just keep saying how our, book, our, our partners are horrible book boyfriends and they're gonna be like um how are you experts because your your partners are not good book boyfriends they're learning they'll get there maybe one day 
Look, I, I started that series on TikTok. The only problem is Mr. Savage that thinks it's a big joke. Mr. Savage did, however, remind you that you should be wearing a wedding ring at work. Yeah, I think it does work. But, like, I feel like he should have said it in a more dark romance book boyfriend way. Like, he was like, well, you know, maybe you should just actually wear your wedding ring. Instead of taking the wedding ring, putting it on my hand, and saying, this better never fucking come off your hand again. Right? It's a step in the right direction. Yes. I agree that it it did not... It was not executed properly. Executed properly. Yeah. But it was at least executed. Yes. No, he's definitely learning. Um and he he does also remind me that even though I don't think I look great when I'm running around in my scrubs, that other people certainly think I look great. I'm like I, I think it's just, um it's not a me problem. Like, I think most of us as women have a certain idea of what it looks like when you look good and when you don't look good, right? So oh, absolutely. when I'm dressed up really, really nice for work, if I have a meeting or lunch or something, I'm usually in like a really cute outfit, like a, a pencil skirt and a cute top and heels and my makeup is done, my hair is done, like. I that's when I think I look good. So that's when I'm expecting, if any time, that's when I'm expecting to be hit on. That's never when I get hit on. When I get hit on is when I look like a hot mess. Like I said, I'm in my loose scrubs. They don't fit me well. Or if I'm dropping, like right after drop off for daycare when I'm literally still in my pajamas. Well, maybe it's because when you're all fancied up, they think you're out of their league. Maybe. Because Maybe. let's face it, you are hot. Well, thank you. I I don't disagree with you. I used to think that I was unattractive, but I've recently learned with age comes wisdom <laughs> and self-esteem. So that I'm a pretty attractive lady. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm just too unapproachable or I don't know when I'm dressed up. Also, when I'm dressed up, I am wearing my wedding ring. <laughs> So <laughs> uh, that definitely might have something to do with it. But yeah, I don't know. 8,000 tangents. You know how you kept saying like, oh, we haven't had tangents in the last two episodes. It's because we had a list to talk about. <laughs> Here you go. Half of this episode is just us talking. Well, in all fairness, it was a very short book. It was a very short book. There's not a whole lot that we can say about it. What we can say is that elevator sex was really hot. And all the other sex was really hot. And I really enjoyed that he told her to... He, like, paid her money to be his girlfriend at the end. Which was really sweet. Like, the way he even did that was sweet. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, again, it wasn't your typical, like, like in Descent where he's like, I will pay you, I don't know, however much it was. Yeah, $100,000 to be mine. Here he was like, you know, I think, I think in this economy, like, you're not, you you should probably, you know, explore and see what you want to do. And I'm wealthy, so I'll pay you, like, let, let me help you. Like, he said it in such a nice way. Yeah. Whereas... Um, our other book boyfriends would have just said, here's, here's your black MX or whatever. And like, you're not to leave my side for the next, I don't know, 30, 365 days. (laughs) And if you do, you are going to be in the black Range Rover that is bulletproof. Yes. And very, um, unassuming. (laughs) Very, very unassuming. Nobody notices it. Yes. Um, but it was really cute. Um, they ended up being together and it was on Christmas. And again, like, like Tori said, this was a very short book. So there's not much for us to talk about, um, except for how different, but in a good way, how different this book was from the rest of the books that we have read. Yeah, this, because it was different, was in no way means that it was bad. Mm-mm. 
it was it was very well done yeah i agree and it was really spicy yes for a short book it was fast burn high spice and oddly sweet yeah it was it was really sweet so if you guys are in, into, I mean, you hopefully have already read this book because we just spoiled pretty much everything for you. Um, the other thing that I wanted to just to touch on is how the poor thing, the heroine just kept thing that she wasn't smart when she really yeah. was smart because her dad had always told her that she wasn't smart. But good thing you're pretty because you're not smart. And you can be both pretty and smart. <laughs> like, it's not one or the other. My freshman year in high school, my, what was it? My teacher went off on me about something and she finally looked at me and she says, so what do you have to say for yourself? I said, well, at least I'm cute. <laughs> and she just, she froze and she said, I, I don't have an answer to that. So from that point on, my response to everything was, well, I'm cute, not smart. Oh. And my sister made me a t-shirt with this very cute little little girl in a schoolgirl uniform and a big bloody machete saying, I'm cute, not smart. It was awesome. Oh. But words have power and her dad obviously was not stellar in any respect. And I did feel bad for her for that. Yeah. Yeah, because he um I why do I oh Angel. His name was Angel. Um he was or was her name Angel? Her name wasn't Angel. What was his first? Oh Thomas. No, Thompson was his last name. What was his first name? Gage. Sorry. I'm answering my own questions. Um <laughs> this way guys i'm just gonna sit here and be quiet and let that go <laughs> um gage told her like no you are smart you're very smart and you're good with people like your people skills are phenomenal like when she stood up for that guy that was gonna get fired in his mm -hmm. office um i was expecting her to get bent over the desk after that by the way i was I was too. I was a little disappointed. Me too. I was like, what's happening? This is this is not what I'm used to. Oh, <laughs> uh, so funny. Isn't it funny how romance programs you to think a certain way? I can read. I last week I read a very unassuming sweet Omega verse. It was actually in the sweet verse. It was Faith and the Dead and Devils by Catherine Moon, who is, I love Catherine Moon. Um, but it, it's a sweet verse, so there's really not a whole lot dark to it. There's a little bit of, of angst. There's a little bit of naughtiness, but it's not dark. Okay. Um, and I was reading it, and I kept, my brain kept, like, veering off into the, well, you know, this has to happen because of this is how it would go down that dark road. And I'd have mm -hmm. to dial it back in and go, nope, nope, nope. Not that kind of book. And I'd read a little yeah. bit longer and they go, but what if? <laughs> yeah. It, we are programmed. We are. And it's not a bad thing because a lot of the reasons we read is because we like the stories that we read and we like the, not the necessarily the predictability, but the comfort of knowing. Mm-hmm oh, this is the kind of story I'm going to read and it's going to be amazing. And one of the reasons that people prefer romance is because of that guaranteed happily ever after, right? Like we want, we know that we are going to go through some shit, but in the end, it's all going to work out and it's going to be great. So um, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's especially in the crazy, unpredictable world that we live in to have something predictable and comfortable that you can go back to that will bring you a little bit of joy and happiness and and just 
turn you on in the best way possible. Like no, um, like no jokes here. Like just like turn your serotonin on in your brain. Well, there's a reason that we reread books and we rewatch movies and we mm-hmm. rewatch television shows. And it's because of that comfort level. Yeah. There was a while uh, right after the Dobbs decision came down, which still just pisses me the fuck off. Yeah. Um, I couldn't read anything new for a couple of weeks. I did mm-hmm. a lot of rereads for that very reason, because I needed the predictability of knowing mm-hmm. what was going to happen because everything was just in chaos. Yeah. And the reality is everything is still in chaos, but I've just learned to adapt a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh... Let's not go down that road. No. But yeah, I love rereading as well for multiple reasons. Again, because the comfort reason, but also because, and that's why tropes are so popular. Because Mm -hmm. you want a certain type of story. There's a certain thing that you are looking for, that you are chasing, and it makes you happy. So actually, I I just literally just before I posted this TikTok about... I don't know how true it is, but someone someone on TikTok said that the types of tropes you read, like your favorite tropes, are what you're looking for in a relationship. And I'm like, I don't know how true that is because that would mean I'm looking for a jealous, possessive, alpha mafia man who kidnaps me and non-cons me to death. <laughs> So I don't think I would be down for that in the real world. Mr. Savage is just fine with his consensual askings. Well, see, I am fortunate because while Mr. Klein is very much into the whole consent thing, I do have a play partner who is very much into the consensual non-consent. There you go. I can, you know, get get my cake and eat it too. Yeah, you know, speaking of the poly lifestyle, apparently Mr. Savage wants to join it. I saw something about his friend Sean. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, yeah, and gentlemen. Um, all of those who have seen the TikTok about my really good friend, Sean, who I'm going to give a shout out to. He's a fantastic guy. He's really funny. He's really sweet. Uh, uh, I don't know his bedroom skills from a personal level but you know he says he's solid and he has gear so take that as you will um yeah i made a tiktok about him um looking for love and in that tiktok mr savage said that he was looking for a third and he did not specify the gender of that third so that's on him that's, that is on him. So I'm going to put it out there. If any jealous, possessive, alpha, mafia men are interested in joining our relationship, hit us up on our socials or at Trigger Warning Romance on TikTok, Instagram. Um, we are also, I made us a hive. I have not used that much. This is a hive. I don't even know what hive is. Hive is a new thing. It's I don't know what it is. Okay, but I made one because I wanted to reserve the the username. <laughs> so, which I couldn't fit trigger warning romance. So on that we are TW romance. So, uh, or you can email us at triggerwarningromance.com or hit us up on our Facebook page. Uh, trigger warning romance support group also you can join us on the patreon or the discord through which you can get the discord server that is a plug for for that but yeah i was like are you uh, we were all very inebriated at that time i don't know if you could tell through that video <laughs> it was so funny as fuck though yeah it was a fun video um I didn't post uh, that video is from the wedding that we went to a while back and uh, I didn't Oh okay. I didn't post it because um my French 
my friend Sean didn't want me to post it. Um, and then out of nowhere, he texted me. He's like, hey, so if that offer to pimp me out on your TikTok still stands, go right ahead. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and then poor guy, my my sweet, sweet summer child, I warned him. I warned him what would happen because he's a good looking man. Okay. He is tall. He's got a beard. He's um, got like pretty eye. Like he's just a good looking guy. Okay. Ob- objectively, I could tell you he's a good looking guy. Um, and I was like, these people go feral for just my husband's voice. Okay. Just his voice. They have not seen him. They've seen like a glimpse of a beard. <laughs> That's the only thing they have glimpsed of my husband. So I was like, you have no idea what you're walking into. And he's like, nah, it's fun. Please, come on. Like, who's going to actually comment on this? So I've been sending him the comments. <laughs> I haven't read the comments on it yet. So. They're so funny. They're so funny. Someone in our in our Facebook group said that he gave, he gave them the good shivers. <laughs> he was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it's been fun. Um, if you're interested, uh, if you're in the northern New Jersey or tri-state area and you're interested in my friend Sean, you can look at the TikTok video. It's it's on all the socials and um, I should make, it's really horrible lighting because we were outside in the dark. So I should probably make a, a new one with good lighting and, you know, maybe more sober atmosphere. But anyway, also, like I said, if you're a um, a hot mafia man, jealous, possessive with big muscles and tattoos and are into non-con and are into uh, joining our marriage with your big mafia paycheck, I'm into it. You know, mafia men have nannies. Oh my god, it's the perfect relationship. I thought you'd like that. That is, that right there just turns me on. <laughs> Ooh, baby, you've got childcare. <laughs> oh, tell me about your nannies. Tell me how thorough they are and how loving and caring (laughs) and how I won't have to clean up puke at (laughs) (laughs) 3am. I don't have kids and I clean up puke at 3am because my cat has constant hairballs. That is the one downside of a cat. He, He does okay when he gets his medicine every day. Mm. But unfortunately, when I'm not home, he doesn't always get it. Um, it's a goo that you that he looks off of my finger, okay. and nobody else in the house is real thrilled about having goo put on their hands. Swallow, Nat. Swallow. <laughs> you are just coming on strong with the the dirty, dirty words today. It's another one that just missed just brain <laughs> in my head. Well, I'm glad I can be of some use today. You're of use every day. You're great. And I I love you and I love hanging. Can I just have like a little gush fest? Because we just had that Spotify wrapped thing come up. Can we talk about that? Was that not incredible? I cried. I was like, how? Who are all these people that listen to us and share our podcast? And it's they're sharing the Spotify links. Yeah. It's bananas. It's, it's bananas. We are... Hang on. What was it? It was like... Uh, dude, I gotta go to TikTok and find it. But like, we are... The statistics were ridiculous. Okay? Can we just read you guys the statistics? Let me read you the statistics of how amazing you guys are. Okay, because this is not us. We put out this hot mess of a podcast and you guys tune in every week. And I, when I decided to start a podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know Tori yet. And I was going out of my mind. Okay. So I was like, you know what? Let's just give this a try. And then Tori responded to my ridiculous post on Facebook about somebody who wanted to do a dark romance podcast and 
This was about a year ago. And then we put out the thing only seven months ago, guys. Only seven months ago. This is episode 30. We have only put out 30 episodes. Yes. And in 30, well, actually, this this whole thing was just off of the 25 that we had. Yeah. So we created 2,095 minutes of new content, which is apparently 98% more (laughs) than other creators in the arts category. Because we're in the book category, as we should be. Um, which I don't know. That's a lot of <laughs> a lot of minutes. We talk a lot, and then yeah, um, our number one podcast was Intro to Dark Romance, which makes sense because that's what everybody starts with. But I want to say, don't judge us on that because that was their first one, and it wasn't very good. I'm thinking that the cliff notes version that we did for our patreon we should release that we should release that it's that also agreed agreed um i think so too maybe it's like a bonusy bonus like for everybody for who was a christmas gift oh Mm, maybe um but yeah we have 55 countries who listen to us that's crazy um i can't i don't know that i could name 55 countries i know it's insane our top countries are the united states canada united kingdom spain and belgium so shout out to those five countries yes um you guys i mean all the countries are amazing and all the listeners are amazing but that's crazy you guys share us so much. Like Tori was saying, you guys share the Spotify link. It's bananas. We are in the top 20% most shared globally, which is, that's top 20s is high. Um, And you guys, the most you share it is like by just sending the link, which is insane. But here's my question. How does this, only 36% of you follow the podcast. <laughs> Which, which is an which is in the t- top ten percent for most followed podcasts. Do you not follow podcasts? Like thirty six, I figured like it would be like eighty six, but I guess it's not. Thirty six percent is in the top ten percent of most followed podcasts. That's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. It's an interesting. Like my ADHD brain would never let me if if I listen to something, I have to follow it. <laughs> If I don't follow it, I never remember to go back to it. Exactly. But, I mean, you know what? We are not neurodivergent, so most people aren't. So maybe they remember to go back because they clearly remember to go back. Yeah. And they go back multiple times because according to our Spotify wrapped, you guys really love the podcast because not only are you click, like you click on it immediately when it posts, but you go back and you re-listen. You re-listen to the episodes over and over again. That's so sweet and mind-blowing. Like, that people not only think that we are entertaining enough once, but we are entertaining enough multiple times. You guys have no idea of the impact that you've made on Nat and I. Yeah. With all of your love and support and sharing our our links and participating on our socials, you guys are just incredible. Yeah. All the way around. We are we are very lucky to have you as our trigger tribe. Yeah. And like I said before, you guys have helped us create this incredible community that is inclusive and fun and loving and just beautiful and it if it wasn't for you guys like it wouldn't this wouldn't be a thing like it'd just be me and Tori talking to ourselves which we would have done anyway but like you built this it wasn't really us like we were there to put up the pages and to put out the podcast but just how supportive you guys are of each other is amazing 
not even just of us, like of each other. And we need to do a hangout. That's what we need to do. We need to do maybe for like a New Year's episode. We can do like a live Zoom just chat. You know, like a question and answer or just a hangout and talk. Like a New Year's party. That's what that's what I want to do. I want to do a New Year's pajama party with the tribe. I think we could probably work something out. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, you guys scored our podcast 4.8 stars, which is insane. And I just, again, we just want to thank you because you have, you have made us so incredibly happy. And just it, the statistics are insane. We're in the top 10 podcasts for 596 fans top five for 421 fans and we are the top one podcast for 163 fans i mean the the fact that we have 163 fans to begin with is crazy but to be their number one podcast is insane and to be top 10 for 596 is insane it's insane you know, I was really offended because I was I was gushing about this to Mr. Klein. And he's like, where are they getting these numbers from? And I was like, dude, how could you say that to me? And he's like, well, that's got to be hundreds of people. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, what do you think? I mean, we are. We are, we are top. 10 podcasts for like 500 some people. That means there are other people out there that we are not top in, but they still listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shame on Mr. Klein. Shame, shame on him. How dare he? I can assure you, he didn't get anything last night. Yeah, Mr. Savage was actually relieved. He's like, I'm so proud of you. That's amazing, babe. And I was like, I know, good cry. Anyway, before I start legitimately crying, <laughs> um, again, with the holiday season and it's day one of Christmas um, week, or not week, month, whatever it is, um, I've, I've been drinking this episode, so don't judge me. Uh, we just want to say that we love you and we are really, really thankful. And we're going to try and come up with something fun for you guys for Christmas and for New Year's. Um, let us know if you have any ideas of what you want to do in the Facebook group or the Discord or wherever you want. Um, do you have any palate cleansers for us, Tori? The Spotify rap was going to be one of mine. So you took that one from me. Sorry. <laughs> I got my early Christmas gift to myself today. Ooh. And I got a new Fitbit. I like it. Um, and I'm super excited about that. So I have been playing with gadgets this afternoon. Fun. And I am well enough to talk again. Even more fun. So that is a bonus. Um, I've had a couple of arcs, but none that I've been real over the top thrilled with, I gotta say. Okay. Okay. Fair. Um, I don't know if I have anything to share with you, to be honest with you, because I have started reading. I do have an arc that I have started reading, and it is very good. I'm going to give it a shout out. It is Bedding Rose by Anne Denton, and I love Anne Denton. She wrote um, an Omegaverse that I really liked, uh, Feral Princess, which I think I've talked about before, and I really like her her book. This is apparent. This is um a brother's best friend bribery kind of book, but but I can't say too much about it because I'm only like five percent in. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to read it, but I haven't. I, I don't have much to say about it yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and she sent me. Um, she sent me a beautiful book box with it, and it was it's a great little book box. And I saw the unopening that you did, and that was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful, and red and black are my favorite colors, so I'm down. And she sent really cute stickers and a bookmark. 
but I don't want to give you any sort of review yet because I haven't read it yet to fully or not even like really enough to, to give you anything. You know, I just started it. Um, and then that's it. I don't have anything else. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all I have. I, I did start reading that other book that you told me to read and I really liked that one as well, but I'm, I'm only like, uh, how much? I'm only 9% into filthy, but I'm really enjoying it. I think you'll like it. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it so far, but I, I don't have any fun palette cleansers. Like I haven't, I buy anything for myself. Oh, no, I did. I'm sorry. I could tell you this much. Uh, my sunglasses broke and I bought new sunglasses. And um, I, bu I bought really nice ones to celebrate myself. And I really like them. They're Burberry and they're cat eye and they're beautiful. Awesome. And it was really bright out here today. So I had a great time wearing them. <laughs> and I have a really narrow face. So most sunglasses just fall off of me. And what I really like about them, it, these, is that they like fit tightly against the sides of my face and they don't constantly slide down my nose. Yeah. So getting glasses that fit is really important. Yeah. Speaking as a glasses wearer. Yeah, I agree. Tomorrow, Mr. Savage and I are going to the eye doctor for the first time in four years. So that should be fun. <laughs> fun with that. Yeah. Um, do I have any reviews for us? Why don't you tell them about the Patreon while I look for reviews? Sure. Let me just pull it up. Our Patreon, um, we have three membership tiers, and we are super excited about it. Although, to our Patriot, to our patrons who are listening, we suck. We suck, and I'm sorry. Between being out of town and sick kids and sick Tories, these last couple of months have been just not at all what we want it to be. And I'm going to rededicate the first, starting the first of the year towards everything getting far better. I'm looking at some, we're doing, I'm working on some designs with a, with a graphic artist for some stickers and some merchandise that we're going to include on some of the tiers, but we don't have that out. Um, we don't have that ready quite yet. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can make something special for them because we've sucked the last couple of months. And I think I'm going to, cause we have their addresses, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to make them a little box and send them a little Christmas box to say, thank you. And sorry that we suck. So I, I haven't figured out what I want to put in the box yet, but I have been thinking about making a box. Because I, I feel bad that we have not hit all of the the things that we're supposed to. We haven't hit anything. So if you're in the Patreon, um, know that in the next month or so, we will be sending you a box. A trigger warning box of sorts. I Don't ask me what's in it because I don't know yet. But I'm going to curate you the best trigger warning romance. Well, maybe, maybe like a Christmas bonus box or something. Like something fun for you guys to have for Christmas and to make up for the lack of trigger warning Patreon stuff that we've done. <laughs> so um, be on the lookout. Well, our, our first tier is our Trigger Tribe. And it's $3 a month. And you get a personal shout out from Nat and Tori. And access to our exclusive Discord channel. Our next tier is the Romantic Dissident. And that is $5 a month. And that gets you a shout out from Nat and Tori. Access to our Discord channel. Plus a bonus episode every month. And we actually have been doing our bonus episodes. Yes. <laughs> so you are getting that. Um, and then our third tier is the Sinful Deviant. And you get everything from the first two, the shout out, the Discord channel, the bonus episode. And right now it is a once monthly access to a, one of our recordings via Zoom. And our schedules have been crazy and hasn't allowed for us to do that. So yeah. I am looking at other options for what we can do Yeah, um, that will be a little bit more feasible because our, because scheduling is just really hard for us. So unless you want next to no warning for when we're going to be able to do do it um 
I'm looking at, at other options for you. Yeah. Let us know what you want. Do you want an extra bonus episode? Do you want stickers? Do you want maybe a book? Like maybe we curate you a book and we send you a book. Um, yeah, let us know what, what you're interested in. You can obviously reach us through the Patreon page, mm -hmm. or you can you can get in touch with us on, on any of our socials. Um we are working on a website. Yes. And all of the information will be there. The website is also going to have an option where you are welcome to buy us a glass of wine and just donate a a one-time amount of your choosing yeah um if you'd like to support that way yeah but there is no um like we're not thinking that you're going to like you don't have to so it's just there because it's there um and also we are just happy that anybody's listening so <laughs> yeah we're just thrilled with it with the with the audience Yes, I think that we'll continue to be baffled as we continue to, because we we're like seven months in, we're still like, can you believe someone's listening to this? People are clicking on it. Did you find a review? I did. Um, this one says, love dark romance. I love dark romance and I have loved this podcast. I can't wait to hear, to listen to all the future episodes. Thank you. We are so happy that you love our episodes. And we hope that this was back in May. So we're hopefully that you enjoyed the future episodes that you listened to. <laughs> and that that makes me think, thinking of support, the real really the best way that you guys can support us is by rating and reviewing. Yes. That puts our podcast in front of the algorithm so that it gets in front of more people who might be interested. And yeah. that's really important for us. So please, if you haven't, take a, take the opportunity to rate and review. Yep. Please rate and review um, on whatever platform you listen to us on. And also, I thought on, um, on Spotify, you can now, like, leave comments. Oh, so, really? Yeah, it says, what did you think about this episode? Reply. So, I don't know. Let us know what you think that way as well. Uh, I, I don't know. If, I don't see anything. So, I think it's a new feature. So, I don't think people know about it yet. I didn't know about it. I just noticed it the other day when I was uh, futzing around on it, trying to look for something. So, let, um, yeah, anyway, thank you so much for listening. What are we reading next year? Not next year, Jesus. It is almost next year. Almost next year. What are we next week? Next week, we are going to read Dark Holiday by Vivian Murdoch. Ooh, yeah. So and exciting. I am real excited for that one. That's a good one, yeah. Um, so go read that. And we hope that you have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye.